Hey, how's it going, YouTube? What's going on? This is uh, Eric with Eric Abroad. Thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, my name is Eric, and I have a really small YouTube channel uh, where we focus on traveling, exploring, and discussing Japanese culture. Um, learn a little Japanese while we're at it as well. Uh, speaking of which, today's uh, word of the day. I'm going to start doing that, I guess, now. We're going to do a word of the day because I'm in the mood for that. Uh, today's word of the day in Japanese is how to say, thank God it's Friday in Japanese, which there's kind of a slang word for it. And that word is... Hanakin. Hanakin. That's, uh, if you guess if you were to spell it out, it'd be like H-A-N-A-K-I-N. Hanakin. Uh, for those studying and are uh, kind of using kanji and shit. I guess you, could, you don't need kanji for it. Um, but I believe it's hana as in like the flower hana, and then king as in gold. So it's kind of like... The beautiful day where you get gold. I don't really know, but uh, they say Hanakin. That's like how you say, like, hey, thank God it's Friday. It's Hanakin. And I'm saying that. Um, I know it's Monday, and a lot of you guys are probably miserably on your way to work or school or whatever you're doing. Um, tomorrow is the first day that I've had off uh, in, I think, three months. I haven't had three. I haven't had. I literally haven't had a day off in three months. The only days I've taken off were sick days, and those don't count because I was, well, I was like half sick. <laughs> I'd wake up feeling like so shit. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm not going to school. Yeah, right. I'm not going to work because I was just, I was, I was really overworked basically, um, over this first semester in, uh, I'm in school and, um, yeah, just way too busy. So today was my last day, um, at my job at a Japanese bookstore. Um, I guess now that I'm not working there, I don't really mind saying the name of it. Uh, I was working at, uh, it's a store called Kinokuniya. Kinokuniya, say that a hundred times fast. It's actually pretty hard. Um, <clears throat> it's a really famous uh, Japanese uh, bookstore chain, basically. Um, and I got a job there in order to increase my Japanese because, hey, like you can speak Japanese. A lot of the customers are Japanese. My bosses were all Japanese. Um, one of them was from Osaka, actually. Where, oh yeah, I forgot to mention today's podcast. We're going to be talking about. I'm kind of going off on a lot of tangents here, but that's uh, that's what the podcast, I guess, is kind of for. So I hope that's okay with you guys. Um, we're going to be talking about how I studied abroad. Um, I I guess you might have saw you may have saw it in the title, but uh, that's what we'll be talking about. But I just want to explain why the word of the day today is Hanakin, because tomorrow is the first day I've had off in forever, and I'm so excited. Um, I I'll admit I'm a little uh, I'm pretty tired right now. It's uh, almost midnight here. Um, but I wanted to record this and kind of get it uploaded for you guys before morning hits. Um, and I kind of want to just get it done so that I can go to bed and sleep in. Oh, I can't wait. It sucks. It's such a luxury. Uh, for those of you who maybe aren't uh, working or going to school or maybe you just have weekends and stuff, do never get yourself busy enough in life where you don't have a, a lazy Sunday, basically. Like have a day in the week where you can like sleep in, wake up late make a good breakfast, watch some TV, have some, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's pretty obvious, but I never really realized how important that is. Um, just like, how do you say like mental health, I guess? Like, um, if you've seen my last videos lately, lately, I've been kind of just discussing how stress has really kind of taken over my life lately. Um, and I'm not a stressful guy. If you guys, I mean, if you see my channel, you can see I'm a pretty, I'm, I like to have fun. I'm an outgoing guy. Um, I don't, I purposely don't follow things like politics and things like that. I, maybe I shouldn't even mention that, but I just want to say like, because I don't like to get stressed out. <laughs> so anything that's kind of stressful, I just push it to the side kind of, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I like to have fun. I don't like to be controlled by stress. So I said, all right, you know what? 
I uh, got my job at the bookstore to improve my Japanese, but I'm so busy that it's actually getting worse. I'm not studying so well. So I decided to quit. It was kind of sad um, because uh, I actually liked all the people that worked there. My boss, she's uh, this sweet old Japanese lady. Uh, she was kind of my grandma, giving me life advice every day and cracking grandma jokes and stuff. She was great. I love her. So I'll, probably, I'll go back and visit uh, to say hi and stuff. Um, one thing really quick before we start this, I am super stoked. Um, I am looking at my YouTube channel. I can kind of look at the stats here over the last uh, 30 days. This is pretty cool. I mean... Uh, two weeks ago, I posted a video, and that was announcing my 10,000 subscriber milestone, which for me is huge. Uh, I was really excited about that, and I logged on today, and it's at 13,000 already within two weeks. So um, with just in the last month, my subscriber count has gone up over 3,000, which, I mean, I'm not good at math, but that's what, like 30%-ish? I mean, when you fact, when it's what? I don't know. Sorry. I'm like <laughs> going off on a tangent. I meant out of 13,000 if it gets off, of course. Okay, I'm done. Basically, my subscriber count seems to have gone up about 30% in the last month, and that's crazy. Um, if it continues to go up at this rate, it probably, I don't know if it, I mean, it probably won't, but um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm, you know, if it really, like, if it gets up to like 20,000, I don't know. I never expected the channel to get this much. I kind of just started it as a hobby and, you know, for myself, and it's, uh, I, it, I'm happy to see that there's a lot of people that are interested and people that are really enjoying it. And um, seriously, I've I've never seen such like YouTube can be such a cancerous place with like bad comments. Um, I have so much fun just going through my own comments. Of course, there's some trolls and stuff in any in any YouTube video, but like I want I almost want to do like a comment of the day. Maybe I should, okay. I don't I won't do this on the fly here because I'm not really ready. I don't have a comment yet. Um, like pulled up here. I'm kind of looking through them right now to see if I can find one, but I'll, I'll start doing like a, like a comment of the day, something that just like either made my day or something that was, I thought was cool. Um, yeah, mo most of you guys are just like, all right. Okay. Here, here's one. It's not like that deep, but, uh, I'll just, uh, I hope it's okay if I say your name cause it's a YouTube name. So it's kind of public anyway. Uh, Sage Fox one day ago on my, uh, Japanese, uh, interviewing Japanese students at Kansai Gare. And we're going to be talking about that school today because I studied abroad there, so I guess it kind of fits. <clears throat> this one right now has 24 upvotes, and it says, okay, this is from my recommended, and I do not regret watching. Thank you, Sage Fox. You're the man. Seriously, thank you so much. I even uh, I replied to it throwing a little smiley face in there for you because uh, that's awesome. I'm happy to see that it's popping up in people's recommended. Um, that's really cool. That makes me really happy, obviously, um, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Anyways, I'm kind of, uh, that was kind of a really long intro. Um, I'll, I just wanted to kind of get off the, get that off my chest. I'm really excited to have a day off tomorrow. Hana King is the word of the day. And today's topic is how I studied abroad in Japan. So without further ado, let's get into it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the first thing I guess I want to just, uh, say before we start this is, um, as much as I wish I kind of had like, a bunch of different brochures, information about how everyone can study abroad. Um, it, it, it varies from school to school. It varies from person to person. And you don't necessarily, well, if you're studying abroad, of course, you're going to school. So never mind. But I was going to say you don't need to go to school. But if you're studying abroad, you probably need to be in school. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be speaking today um, basically on my experience um, in hope that like because there was uh, mistakes, good and bad things that I did basically uh, in my study abroad. So maybe listening to kind of my story can maybe help pan out 
your intentions and your plans and kind of uh, maybe map out whether or not one whether or not you'd like to do it um, and you should do it if you're interested I recommend it and um, but also you know there's there's a lot of factors that go into it like finances and how long you're gonna be there does it apply your degree so today I'm gonna be discussing what I went through um, how it went down for me and um, I kind of have some notes here uh, to kind of help me uh, stay on track here so uh, we'll try to keep this podcast at around an hour so I've already wasted like 10 minutes doing this intro so let's uh, go ahead and get started <clears throat> So uh, the school I, I go to is in Oregon. It's uh, Portland, Portland State University. So I'm going to say the words PSU a lot. So just throwing that out there. PSU is Portland State University. Um, uh, basically what happened for me, um, I kind of mentioned probably my last podcast, if you listen to it, um, where I got interested in studying Japanese through a few friends. And then after that, I decided to start studying Japanese um, like in school and studying abroad. Um, so around that time, I was, uh, I, it was kind of just like a thought. I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to study abroad. Like it just, it, I kind of got really excited about it. I never really considered that at any other point in my life. I never really wanted to go abroad. I mean, I wanted to go travel abroad. I just didn't really want to go live and like learn another language anywhere. So when I was finally thinking about like, oh, I could visit my friends in Japan. I could go there for a while. I could maybe do some YouTube. Oh, that's, oh, this sounds so fun. So I decided to go to my school. Um, they basically, any every school who has like a, you know, education abroad, any sort of program like that, they should have like an international, uh, what, what was the name of my area? I forget. It's like the International Affairs Office, I think, you know, kind of just anything that has to do with like um, kids coming there to study abroad or going away to study abroad. So I went in there, uh, set up a meeting, just said like, hey. Um, I'm, you know, I just want to talk to someone and kind of ask questions. Um, my biggest concern in the beginning was how expensive it is. Um, cause I will say this off the bat, studying abroad, it can get very expensive. It can be very expensive. Mine was, mine was pretty expensive. Um, but there are some things you can do to make it less expensive, like scholarships, uh, you know, obviously saving up money. Um, so, uh, my biggest concern was how expensive it was. Cause a lot of people say that, uh, studying abroad is expensive. So I went in and asked, um, and my original intention was to go to Tokyo because my uh, two friends that kind of got me interested in Japanese, they were from Tokyo. And hey, who doesn't want to go to Tokyo? Who You know, anyone who hasn't been to Japan, Tokyo is kind of the, you know, it's the top place, right? Uh, so I go in there and asked about it, just like, hey, you know, what are the different programs? How much would it be if I did this and this? Um, and I, I told him I was interested in Tokyo, that I wanted to go for at least a year, if not longer. I was, I actually, I think I originally asked if I could go for two years. In hindsight, um, it's probably better that I didn't. Um, as much as I, I wish I was in Japan for two years, being at the same school and around like the same kind of program and people for two years would probably be, it, I, I was pretty like, it was good to come home and get a little break. I, I want to go back to Japan so bad, but I don't really want to go back to, um, I guess we have an hour to talk about this. Uh, the school I went to was very uh, bittersweet. <laughs> we'll get to it in a few minutes here. Um, there were some very not good things about the school. Uh, just throwing that out there. So the school I went... Okay, so... Okay, sorry. Let me backtrack. Uh, I told uh, the lady uh, how, you know, kind of what I was interested in and everything and kind of... Uh, so I asked her, you know, how much is it? Um, and so this is going to vary from school to school. So again, I apologize. Uh, this, I'm sure like there's going to be, um, a different school or, okay, I'll shut up. Basically with Portland state, um, they are sister schools with a school in Osaka called it's the, uh, I forget the proper name. Kansai Gaikokugo Daikaku. So that means like, uh, Kansai is like the region. 
kind of like uh um i like to use this analogy well it's it's not an analogy it's true tokyo is in the the kanto in an american accent would be kanto but kanto it kind of sounds like cunt so i don't like to say it but kanto uh region that's where tokyo is it's kind of more north from osaka kind of like central japan and if anyone had played pokemon when they were kids uh it's the kanto region right the kanto region it's based off that um so kansai is like osaka kobe kyoto the ancient kyoto city um that's all in the kansai region so um when i told her that i was interested in tokyo um she had told me she kind of had like a you know she looked a little worried like oh well you know we have tokyo but and i was like oh boy like what's what's you know what's the catch here basically what she had told me is that they offer programs in tokyo and i'm I'm gonna imagine almost all schools do because it's tokyo it's like the capital of japan um but it's it was tremendously more expensive at least with my school again it's gonna vary from school to school um Basically, uh, my school is sister schools with Kansai. The nickname for Kansai Gaikoku, Gaikoku Go Daigaku. That's such a mouthful. So they made it short. It's Kansai Gaidai, which it's just like uh, the Kansai foreign school, essentially. Kansai Gaidai. Um, <clears throat> so I went to Kansai Gaidai and I started. They, she recommended it. She said, hey, we're sister schools with them. Uh, it's really easy to get set up. And financially, this is what was uh, really caught my attention. And I wasn't. I didn't know this existed because they're sister schools. Uh, the tuition, so the tuition that I pay at PSU was the exact same if I were to go to Japan. Um, so right off the bat, to me that sounded like, oh, it's going to be basically free because it's the same cost, right? Well, the, of course, there's additional costs of traveling. You have to pay to fly there. Um, you have to pay for housing, which at that time I was living with my parents, so I wasn't paying for housing. So that was an additional expense. Um, you're going to be traveling. You're going to be going out eating. You're going to be going out drinking with your friends. You're going to go to, you know, all these different things. It costs a lot of money. Um, you know, there's way you can definitely live frugally, but if you're going to study abroad, you should, you should, uh, have enough money to allow yourself to kind of blow money sometimes. Not like crazy, but I blew a little money in Japan and, you know, I racked up a little, I guess, red debt. I'm in the red a little bit here, but, um, it was, I don't regret it at all. I, I will happily pay off over the next couple of years, pay back that money because it was so good, which I guess goes in, or I was going to go into this next topic. Um, a lot of people, you know, can apply for scholarships, which I actually, re- you know, I absolutely recommend except, uh, I applied for like, okay. I keep, I always tell like people that I applied for like 10, I think I realistically uh, turned in like five or six specifically for studying abroad. You know, I, I'd hope, I hoped like, okay, I've been studying Japanese at that time. I was like, okay, I've been studying Japanese for like a year. I'm really interested in the culture. I'm going to write a really good essay and I'll, I'll for sure get a few scholarships. I didn't get Jack. <laughs> and I, I, well, I was going to, maybe I shouldn't go into that. I was going to say, um, maybe I shouldn't even say that. Well, it's the podcast. Fuck it. I say, part of me seriously thinks, um, because my, my, my family's like middle class. We're not rich, but we're middle class and that I'm white <laughs> and you know, just a white middle class American. Um, I think I honestly I want to say it's harder for us to get scholarships just because uh, it it checks a lot on the scholarship like are you Hispanic are you from Asian descent are you uh, African American it's it's like it seems to I don't know sorry I hope I didn't want to throw out there but I feel like the the white privilege thing kind of got me but I could be wrong I could be totally wrong but I didn't get needless to say I didn't get a single scholarship I I got literally no money I didn't get any grants. 
it was literally like if you want to go study abroad you're gonna have to pay out of pocket so i'm like well fuck um um oh and i'll okay so i'll basically tell you um for anyone interested my uh i'll just i'll even just say it because it's the school expense i basically asked like so how much would a whole year be roughly and they had estimated that the total for the whole year um would be and this well it is a lot of money i was gonna say it sounds like a lot it is a lot was twenty thousand dollars for one year twenty thousand dollars so i don't have 20 grand obviously um so what did i do i got student loans a lot of loans so before i was doing student loans to pay for tuition so that was already covered um which covered like almost half of it but i needed to get the other like 10 or twelve thousand somehow and um sorry my throat's a little dry i have a cough here <coughs> a little tickle my throat here um there is a loan that my school offered. So check with your school if they offer this. It's called the Parent Plus Loan. The Parent Plus Loan, what it essentially is, um, is a loan that you get kind of through your parents. Like you use your parents to help you sign up for it. And they're almost like collateral um, in, a, in a sense, like it sounds bad, but like if you're gonna pay, you know, if you're gonna pay it back properly, there's nothing different than a scholarship or than a uh, uh, financial aid. But uh it's only that your parents are now on it. So it's, you know, make sure you talk with them and stuff. And I, you know, kind of beg my parents and they're like, Oh, it's fine. As long as you pay it back, it's fine. Uh, the only difference is that if you don't pay it back, your parents have to pay it back. So, uh, that's called the, again, that's the parent plus loan. That's what I did. So I did the normal financial aid through school and then the parent plus loan. And that was enough to cover it. Um, so once I figured out that and <laughs> I realized I wasn't getting any scholarships, I'm like, well, that sucks. I'm going to go in the red quite a bit. Um, but again, it was like, it was, it was basically like two times the amount that I'm paying already at school. And for me going abroad and everything sounded really worth it. So, um, at that point I started seriously considering, you know, the program, I started researching Kansai Gaide a lot on the internet and trying to find YouTube videos, which there weren't very many. Um, so if I make more videos, maybe that'd be a good thing because there's no other videos I can tap into that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So yeah, and then, you know, other than that, well, okay, and I think within that $20,000, the plane ticket was also factored in, so that's another thing. It's realistically, like, 19000 but the other 1000 is the round-trip plane ticket. Um, in my case, uh, if you've seen my, it's one of my first videos, it's really old, it, you can go back and check it if you're really curious. Um, it's called, I think it's called, like, Flying to Tokyo from the u.s it's like my first time flying to tokyo is when i when i actually was going to study abroad basically um my my parents <coughs> are uh, good friends with this uh with someone who is a pilot and um you know i'm not going to say the company or his name or anything but uh they helped me get a really good deal on a ticket i basically paid like under 300 dollars, not round trip but uh straight so uh, normally a, a round trip to Japan is roughly a thousand to twelve hundred American US dollars. Um, so direct flight for less, it was like two fifty. I think I paid like two hundred fifty dollars. Is it's crazy? So it's like round trip for five hundred dollars. That's like less than half the price. So I was really happy to do that. I got to ride business class. If you watch the video, you'll see why it was so cool. It's incredible. I got really lucky. They basically bumped me up to business class for free, and uh, oh my gosh, it was. I'll never fly that well again. It was incredible. Um. So just uh, factor that in, you know, the, the, the round trip flight, if you, uh, <clears throat> on a normal flight is about $1,000, um, which compared to some countries isn't very bad. I remember I flew to Europe once and the round trip was seriously like somewhere around 2,500 US dollars, which is insane. Like that's just, that's just insane. That's so expensive. I couldn't believe it. Um, so to Japan and back, um, it's, I think it's a lot more affordable. It's still a lot of money, but with like student loans and stuff, it, it can definitely work. Um, 
I'm kind of looking at my notes here just to make sure I'm kind of on track here. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I basically I basically talked to the school. I asked, my biggest concern was money. Um, and when they told me, like, you know, it's, it's, it's spendy, but, you know, if you get enough loans, you can cover it. I was like, okay, cool. Um, talking to my parents about it, you know, had that talk, and they... Uh, they were a little surprised that I was interested in it, but they had seen that I've been interested in Japan lately and kind of studying on my own. And I was kind of hinting it. Uh, so they were really supportive. So love you, mom and dad. If uh, I think my mom listens to this sometimes. So uh, sorry for the cursing, mom. I love you. <laughs> um, they were really, really supportive for me going. And uh, my parents were great. So um, yeah, just, you know, I think I think one thing as far as parents is like, if, if you're really passionate and you're really serious and you really want to go and you show it, any, any good parent will be happy for you, even if they don't understand. Um, so I hope your parents are really supportive for you as well. Cause that, that was a big thing. You know, there's, there's some days when you're abroad, it's good to be able to call home if you're kind of having a bad day. And, uh, if your parents are really supportive, that was really helpful for me mentally. <clears throat> wow. My throat is really dry today. Let me, um, let's see. I have some coffee here. It's midnight. And I'm drinking coffee. Who the f- <laughs> such an asshole. Sorry about that, man. My, my throat is killing me. I have this problem. You might have been able to talk or been able to tell where I talk really fast and I talk uh, really long and I talk uh, too much. Uh, oh, and I forgot I went drinking last night. Never mind. My fr- <laughs> my friend um, last night, even though it was my last day of work today, I don't work till noon. So my friend last night was like, hey, like come over to my house and drink. And it was like, it's the first night that I've been able to go out in like three months. So I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll come out. I'll get, I'll get some sleep. And it was daylight saving. So I got an extra hour of sleep. So it's fine. But I, I think it messed up with my throat. <clears> throat. Sorry about that. I'm going to have to make sure to schedule my drinking nights to be not podcast nights because holy shit, my throat is killing me. Um, okay. Uh, enough distractions moving on. Um, okay. So yeah, I got it all set up. So just go and talk to the school, see how much it is. Um, see if you can do scholarships. Uh, talk with your parents and stuff. It, 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 it's quite a process. Um, you kind of, you know, make sure you ask all those questions, like any question or any concern you have. Um, oh yeah. And then there's like getting your visa and your passport and shit. I kind of, I didn't make a note about that. I forgot. Basically, um, once you like tell the school you're interested, your first step. Okay. This, okay. This was my first step was to, um, there were certain things I needed to get to Japan. And again, I'm an American, so this is my experience with America. You basically have to go through, like, the Japanese embassy with a passport. So, first thing, get your passport. Just get it. Like, I mean, it, it takes it can take a little while to get your passport. So, just have a passport. Um, get that all ready to go before this is all, like, before you're going into this because it'll make things a lot easier. Um, you have your passport. You basically just apply. Uh, the school obviously helps you out through all this. But I basically had to apply to both the school in Japan and to the embassy. And so you need like a letter of recommendation from the school to the school you want to go to. And then from that school, you have, they send a letter, a letter of recommendation to the embassy and you, you get that in the mail or I did, I took it to the embassy, filled all that out. And then a few weeks later went back and got my residence card. Oh, I would totally show it to you guys, but I don't want to show you like all the info, but I basically have like an ID card. It's all in Japanese. It's actually really cool. I feel cool having it just cause it's like, it's like the Amer like the foreigners card for Japan. It's pretty sweet. Um, so once you have that, you are allowed to, to be in Japan for like as a student for an extended amount of time. I think I was actually my my visa just ended like a week ago. I could have technically lived in Japan up until like last week. Like, oh, that would have been cool. Um, 
So once you get all that shit taken care of, it takes a while. It's it, it was pretty stressful for me because I was really scared that I was going to miss a step or uh, like make a mistake and like slow it all down and not be able to go. Luckily, everything went through to plan. I just kind of kept up with it, made made phone calls, you know, just uh, I, I emailed. I think I emailed the uh, international affairs lady that I met with. I'm not kidding. Almost every day. Just like, hey, just checking. Am I good on this? Is this okay? Just bug them. Um, it's better to bug them and, you know, make sure you do it right rather than uh, miss a detail and get screwed. So I was really you have, I forgot. Now looking back at it, I forgot how scared I was going to Japan, um, because I was so worried <clears throat> that I was gonna miss some detail and just get screwed out of it and be so mad at myself because I could just picture that happening to me. That's just like my luck. That's just what happens. So, um, luckily that didn't happen. <laughs> Man, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I gotta stop. I'm just, I'm coughing and I'm sniffing. I'm done. Okay. Um, next note here. Make sure you have money. Oh, okay. So specifically with my situation. So since I was on um, uh, financial aid, no scholarships personally. Uh, most most kids that study abroad have like mad. So I met people who had like full ride scholarships. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> Obviously, if you have one, I'm not calling you an asshole, but I was so jealous. That that shit is so nice. So um, definitely apply for scholarship because they definitely exist. Um, uh, in my case, I basically all my money for the trip was uh, through the, the financial aid. So I didn't I had like some personal spending cash, but I blew through it so quickly that I was relying on scholarship money or sorry, financial aid money. I'm missing up my messing up my words. Um what happened to me and this this could be different for everyone this is basically what happened is i went to study for two semesters and in the first semester um they basically only gave me i'm trying to even remember i think they only gave me a thousand dollars for the whole semester which might sound like a lot it's not i mean i don't know i blew through it so fast a thousand dollars like it's you know you go here you go there you go get food here and that's a semester. That's not like a term. It's like, it's like five months. No, like four and a half months, four and a half months for a thousand dollars. is like jack shit when you're abroad. So I was really frustrated. So the reason it was frustrating is they gave me a thousand dollars for the first semester. But in the second semester, I received 5,000 because the total I was supposed to receive as like spending money, I kind of like, uh, I had like calculated everything like, okay, I'm going to have to pay this much for living and food and all that stuff. But for spending money, I'm going to have $6,000. I'll be fine. Like that's gonna be great. I'll, I'll basically have almost like a thousand dollars every month that I can happily kind of blow. So that was a lot of money, um, in my mind, except I only received a thousand of it in the first semester. Um, so that was really, really frustrating. I had to call this, like the financial aid and like ask them. And they basically told me like, it's, it's out of their control because financial aid comes through the government. It's like a, um, it's a federal thing. So that sucked. Um, so definitely that was a huge complaint I had when I came back. Um, and that wasn't my, you know, there's no way I, I don't think I could have known that before I went. So even though I made all the precautions I tried to make, uh, try to have some money. If you can try to get a summer job before you go, uh, I don't know, have some extra money. I, I had to call my parents and they had to wire me money. Uh, oh, which goes into the next thing. Um, ask your school about setting up a, uh, international like credit card or debit card. Debit card would probably be better where you can use an ATM in Japan with no fees and take out cash. Um, in Japan cards are almost never used. Um, I know that sounds crazy to a lot of, uh, Americans, 
you will not use your debit card or credit card almost ever. The only times you really use it are for like really expensive things like house payments or car payments or, you know, things like that, like really expensive things. You'd use like a credit card um, for going out and getting food, getting coffee, buying clothes. You will never use your card in Japan. You probably can, but I mean, it's, it's, I used cash the whole time. Um, so for me, I was an idiot and I uh, did not set up an international account and went with simply my, I have Chase, uh, for you Americans who know, uh, or for people who are abroad who don't know, Chase is a bank we have here in the States. And um, <clears throat> I just took my normal Chase card and kept using it at 7-Elevens in Japan, a convenience store, uh, ATMs. And I, I, I got charged $5 every time. So when I was going to Japan, I figured, okay, uh, you know, $5 is expensive to do that. But basically every time I pull out money, I'll just pull out a lot of money and then I won't have to do it very much. Well, I probably ended up using the ATM, uh, if I had to guess, at least 20 times. So what is that, $100? Yeah, so I spent about $100 just in fees pulling out my money from my debit or my uh, checking account. So don't do that. Save yourself just the stress and the money and just ask them, like, how do I set this up? And, like, everyone else but me set one up. So I was the only idiot that didn't do that. So set up an international thing. The school will definitely help you out with it. It's super – I think it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that – anyways, guys. So that's leading up to basically – that was leading up or up, I guess, this podcast so far. We've just kind of discussed, like, uh, getting set up and everything and getting all your money. Uh, I guess for this second portion, I really wanted to touch base um, on what I mentioned before, <clears throat> basically on uh, how <laughs> Kansai Gaidai wasn't a great school, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to discourage anyone who uh, is maybe interested in going there because it's a really popular school for people to go to. Um, their program is not the best, and it's getting worse, but Japan was great. So I I wrote a quote here. What did I say? Uh, the school sucked, but Japan didn't, is what I say. Japan did not suck. The school sucked. Um, but it didn't ruin my experience very much. Um, you know, I just kind of uh, enjoyed myself outside of school, which was a good thing. Um, it was really easy to do that. So, um, yeah, I guess let's, uh, we could go and – well, no. I'm going to push that back just a little more. We're going to talk about homestay. Um, <clears throat> if you have the option to do a homestay – uh, when you go to study abroad, which is basically living with a Japanese family and living with them as if you were their kid. It's one, it's not a hotel. I'm throwing that out there. Some people, they, they do a homestay and the parents get really upset because the kids will like, I don't know, leave a wet towel in the bathroom or like leave their laundry on their bed. That's all dirty and like expect the mom to do it. It's not a hotel. Uh, it's not like you don't get all these services done for free. You're living with the family. So you're expected to clean up after yourself. Uh, you know, be an adult. You know, if you're studying abroad, you're probably a college student. Um, if you're a high school student, congrats. That's awesome. Um, I know they, they actually, um, I know that high school programs definitely exist. Um, <clears throat> but that's all I can say. I don't have any information on them, unfortunately. But if you're a high school student interested in studying abroad, um, start Googling it. And maybe ask your school and your school if most schools probably don't have programs themselves, but they could probably refer you to places that do have information because, um, that definitely exists. So if you want to do that, that would be, that would be pretty cool. I kind of wish I did it and you get to wear the uniform in, in college. You don't wear school uniforms for those wondering. I didn't wear a uniform or anything. So, uh, in high school you would, um, yeah. So 
I did a homestay. I had the option and I signed up for it. Um, everything was perfect except for one thing. And I hope this doesn't, I hope, uh, basically there was another student living in the house, um, <clears throat> which I wasn't really ready for. Uh, it was me, the family and one other student. Um, and I was there two semesters and each student only stayed one semester. So I had a, basically a different person each semester. Um, and I hope if that person is listening, this isn't offensive to them cause it's, I don't mean to offend, uh, but, uh, here we go. Basically, uh, the other person living in the houses each time were just very different from me. Uh, we, we're, you know, we were nice to each other and we weren't like, we didn't have any like bad blood, but we just like weren't, we wouldn't be friends outside of that, you know, just very different people. Um, the first guy was really into, uh, um, anime manga and video games and things like that which is great i i personally i'm more i like video games uh anime and manga i'm not as much into it um you know i watch it as much as any average person um so i'm not it wasn't that alone that we didn't get along but basically you know we were just very different people um uh so it was hard uh outside of the house to really like find a way to hang out which was fine we kind of just you know had our separate lives and that was totally cool but at the house we were able to hang out uh, speak Japanese together. He spoke really good Japanese, so that was great. Um, <clears throat> the second semester uh, was very different. The student uh, could not speak almost any Japanese, which is fine. You know, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying he was different. Um, so we weren't speaking Japanese together. Um, he was really into politics, which I hate. <laughs> if you know me, I hate politics. It's like the last thing I want to talk about. I don't get involved. Right now, uh, Hillary and Trump are getting voted on, uh, what is it on Tuesday? Yeah. And two days from, uh, or one day from this podcast, uh, Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton is entering office. And that, that blows my mind. I, I, I still can't believe that's going on. It's crazy. Um, I don't like to get into it though. So he was really into talking about it and, uh, I wasn't. And yeah, that was that, <laughs> that was basically it. We weren't really able to get along. So, um, which is fine. Uh, other than that, though, um, I loved the homestay experience. I'm serious. It was great. Um, the, 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 the family I had, um, you know, mom and dad, uh, very Japanese. The mom, the mom actually worked um, full time and so did the dad. But the mom, uh, this was interesting. We're going to do another podcast in the future, by the way, where I'm going to talk specifically about my homestay because I have a lot of stories. Um, so we won't, we'll, we'll just kind of brush it. I just want to uh, talk about it a little bit here, but later we'll talk about it in much more detail. Um, and I have some videos too of like a house tour. Uh, they don't know I took that video though. So I don't know if that's okay for me to just like show their house, but I think we're going to do it because like, it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> I just kind of felt bad because I like, just like when they were out one day, I just like recorded a tour of their entire house. Like this is the bathtub. This is the bathroom. And it's like, I didn't clean the house before I did it. So it's just kind of like, you, cause they have kids. So it's, you know, sometimes it's a little messy. So I, the mom would probably go ballistic if she saw that. Um, anyways, I'll probably show it. We'll see it another time. Um, yeah, there was, they had three kids, all boys. And in my family, I have three brothers, no sisters. So it felt very much like, you know, my family, they were very young, but I, I could get along. They'd fight all the time and I, I'm totally used to it. So it was fun. Um, <clears throat> again, the mom worked full time. But she did a lot of like uh, what you'd expect, I guess. Um, again, things are very different from America, so bear this in mind. You know, in America right now, like housewives, housewives aren't really a thing anymore. That's a thing of the past. 
Um, I mean, they, they exist, but it's, it's, it's definitely shifting, you know, toward equal rights and which is great. Um, and you know, equal, uh, work opportunities and stuff. And in Japan, uh, the housewife is still very much a part of their culture. It's still very, like, it's still a very common thing. Um, but a lot more women in Japan are working, um, and even living like solo, you know, kind of like doing things on their own. Um, this family in particular, the mom and dad worked full time. Um, but the mom still did a lot of the housewife work. Um, she cooked dinner every night. She did all the laundry every night. And I mean that every night as in like, Hey Eric, what did you wear today? Oh, I wore these clothes. Oh, give them to me. I'm going to wash them. So she did my laundry every single day. That's going to vary from, you know, homestay to homestay. So just like, this is my experience. It's not going to be the same for every family. Um, yeah, she did the laundry. She, uh, cleaned the house. Uh, you know, just things like that. The dad, obviously, I'm not saying the dad didn't do anything, but basically we'd have dinner and after dinner, all the boys would go into the living room and watch TV and hang out and have snacks and stuff. And the mom did all the dishes, all the cleaning. And on the, I remember seeing that for the first time. It was like, whoa, like I remember like, you know, I felt so bad. I was like offering like, Hey, do you need a hand? Like I can totally help. She was like, no, like, no, she would, she would kept saying like dame, which in Japanese is like, no, it just means no, basically, uh, like no good. Like that's bad. Like she's like, dame, 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 like go, go relax. Like, this is my thing. I'm like, okay. Um, definitely a culture shock. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more in another podcast. Um, basically all I, the only reason I brought it up in here is do it, uh, homestay that is do it. Um, if you have the option, I, I, I mean, okay. I say do it for me. It was great. It might not be for everyone. My, like not everyone, some people might want to live in the dorms, which is the other option with all, uh, you know, with other foreigners. And, um, the only reason I mainly didn't do it was because, um, I wanted, I went to Japan to study Japanese and I was very serious about that. So I wanted to surround myself around Japanese as much as possible. Um, and I know that people that lived in the dorms and I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos before I went to kind of like get an opinion. And, um, most people said, yeah, if you live in the dorms, you're going to speak a lot of English because it's, you know, it's just a lot more comfortable. You get off, you get home from school and you're tired and everyone there is speaking English you know, maybe the first week you're motivated to use Japanese, but that eventually goes down and you end up just speaking English again, or at least that's what I thought I would do. So I didn't, I still went to the dorms to have fun. And a lot of my friends lived in the dorms and hang out, but I just didn't live in there. So uh, for me, the homestay was much, uh, a much better option. And I learned my, my Japanese just like, even though I'm studying, you know, I'm, I'm still not like fluent by any means. Um, it increased so much more just because of the homestay alone, as opposed to living in a dorm. Like I, I could see the progress there. So, um, definitely do it, especially if you want to improve your language skills. Um, yes. Uh, here we go. So, um, <clears throat> like I was saying before, the school sucked. Uh, Japan didn't, I wish I could go into like the whole well, again. I, okay. I'm going to add this to like the list of podcasts. We have to do the homestay and we have to talk about Kansai Gaide like in strict detail. I'm going to, um, in a few weeks, I have a few friends of mine that I still stay in uh, really close contact with. We've actually hung out in America already. Um, we studied abroad at Kansai Gaide together, the school in Japan. Um, I'm going to get them on like Skype. Um, one of them I actually might see over new year's and, um, <clears throat> we're going to do an interview and kind of talk with them. Like, what was it like studying at Kansai Gaide? Because they have some hilarious stories. I have some stories. Um, more or less the management, uh, like the Dean of the school, um, was doing a lot with the school 
to start separating the foreign students from the Japanese students. So rather than like immersing or immersing them and making it more of an immersion program, it was more like, okay, the foreigners are over at this building in this campus and the normal Japanese kids are over here. So <clears throat> it ended up feeling like we never like got to see Japanese kids. Like if you, if I made no effort to go out of my way to like meet other Japanese kids, I would have literally just hung out with other foreigners and then came home. And if you do that, um, I, I advise you to please not do that. Um, only in that you, you'll be so much happier putting yourself out there and it's scary. Uh, and I'm, I'm an outgoing guy. And for me, it was horrifying just because of the language barrier. It's really scary. Um, to just get out, go out there and just start introducing yourself to people. Um, but believe me, especially in Japan and especially at Kansai Gaide, the school is literally, um, the reason it's the Kansai or it's a Kansai Gaikoku Go Daigaku is it's a foreign language school. Um, the, the students that study at that school specific or, uh, particularly are, um, or specifically, I can't even speak English, um, <clears throat> are, uh, learning either English or Spanish. So they want to speak to foreigners, um, it's it's kind of a traditionally Japanese to be shy. Japanese as a culture, or it's a very shy culture, um, and foreigners are a little scary. We're we're loud. We're uh, I'm small, but most foreigners are a lot bigger, like bigger guys at least. Um, larger, you know, weight sizes. Americans are a lot, you know, larger than uh, the typical Japanese person. Um, it's intimidating for a Japanese person, and they're 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 just as scared because they're not very confident with their English, even though they they know a lot more than they usually admit. Um, cause they, they learned it in school, uh, growing up. So a lot of them can read and write English very well. They just might not be able to speak very well. Um, so what I did <clears throat> during lunch breaks, I went into the area called the NK. If you go to, if you go to the school, you know what I mean? It's basically like this amphitheater in the center of the school where like everyone has lunch. So during lunchtime, it's crazy. There's McDonald's right there. Uh, there's the cafeteria that sells the most bomb food for like $3. Like seriously, like they cook the food. This is not American cafeterias where they reheat a pizza or a pre-made cheeseburger. They would like fry eggs and chicken with sauce, put it on fresh rice, like put cheese. It's crazy. They have so many options. It's, 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 an, it's out of this world. Um, I basically just go out there, sit down in the middle of the thing and kind of just start eating and kind of either wait for someone to talk to me or just strike up conversation with someone who looks cool. Like, hey, like, I'm new to this school. Like, who are you? Um, and believe me, it's horrifying. It's really, really scary. Um, <clears throat> but you'll uh, you'll be glad you did, I think. Um, and the Japanese students will be really appreciative. And they they were really willing to talk to you once you kind of break that ice. Just kind of break the ice, and you're you're good. They they ask, you know. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of the same questions uh, if you're American. Again, uh, I'm speaking from my perspective as an American, so I apologize for someone who might be from uh, South America or from Europe. Um, you know, they're going to ask different questions. But as an American, you know, you get asked like, oh, you know, do you like Justin Bieber? Do you like Taylor? They love Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, in One Direction right now. That's, like, huge. Um, they're going to ask you a lot of those questions. Um uh, but it's a lot of fun. You know, you kind of do like culture exchange and try to say as much Japanese as you can. Maybe try to say like a swear word or two. I would love to do a video series on Japanese swear words. We got to do that. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I, I basically, my, uh, I made it kind of my personal goal to not hang out in, we call, I called it the, uh, I guess just like the foreign building. Cause there was one building where all the foreign students studied. Uh, like all of my classes were in one building and that's where all the foreigners studied. Um, 
I made it my effort when class was done. I left that building immediately and never went, I never went in there. Um, not out of, you know, I had some good foreign friends, but I would see them in class and other times and maybe on weekends. But during school, it's like, all right, I'm going to go in this other area and hang out with my Japanese friends or whatever. Um, and you'll make a ton of friends if you just put yourself out there and, you know, um, if you're a shy person, of course, uh, you know, the, again, this is my experience. So that worked for me. And, uh, I ended up making a lot of close friends that I stay in contact with. I've housed a few of those friends that have come to America and stayed with me. Um, it's, it's one of those experiences that you'll be so glad you do it. You did it. Uh, if you just decide to go for it. So definitely just put yourself out there, make some friends and they'll take you out to Japan. And if you like to drink, holy shit, <laughs> There, there's going to be so many podcasts where we're just going to have story time with Eric. Uh, oh man, some, some, <clears throat> some proud and some not so proud moments for Eric <laughs> in Japan. It was, it's, it's, they, uh, drinking is a huge part of Japanese culture. Um, it's very built into their culture. It's very relaxed. Um, in that in America, it's very strict. Uh, you have to be 21 years of age or older. You can't drink outside at all. If you're outside, you're not drinking. Um, although in America, if you drink a little bit and drive, it's not illegal in Japan. If you have even a hint of alcohol on your breath, you go to jail. You can't, but in Japan it's, uh, trains and taxis are bountiful. So you don't need to drive necessarily. Um, drinking in Japan is so much fun. If you like to drink, if you don't like to drink, of course, um, you could go out to eat. You could go out for coffee. There's plenty of other things to do other than, uh, drinking or you could just go out and just not drink just go out with your other friends and kind of you know hang out with them uh which i personally hate so i like to drink so <laughs> um i i that some of my best times uh learning japanese culture or learning a new word or uh just meeting new people was when i went out drinking so if you're if you're that type of you know you you kind of find your avenue for me that's what uh where i was able to kind of uh meet new people have really really good experiences so you'll you'll find like really cool experiences maybe in ways that you weren't expecting um i i definitely did not expect like going out drinking to be a time where i actually benefited culturally like i mean of course a little bit but i didn't the extent that i did um it's crazy so uh in some other podcasts we're gonna have story time with eric oh man because i have (laughs) we have some stories that are just yeah uh falling asleep on trains getting lost uh meeting random uh japanese salarymen who are drunk and want to go drinking with you and end up buying you drinks all night and food all night and crazy stuff um really really fun um so i'll I'll start conjuring up and trying to remember some of those stories because they're they're nuts um okay um sorry i'm just looking at my notes here to see uh mostly mostly a lot of my notes in this section here were um I avoid I avoided foreigners as much as I could. Um, that sounds bad, but I I did. I, I I knew myself. Hey, I paid a lot of money to be here. I'm in Japan. I want Japan. Um, so I put myself out there, and I'm so glad I did. And you will you will too. Just put yourself out there. It's gonna be scary, but um, Japanese people are, in my experience, <coughs> extremely extremely friendly to foreigners, especially if they're at a school for learning a foreign language. Like they, you know that's that's the best place to meet people ever so um oh okay i have one more note and then i guess after that that's all my notes so we can kind of just talk about whatever bullshit for a few minutes but um i did two semesters so most uh study abroads they offer either like a summer 
thing. Sorry, I need to take another sip of coffee. Uh, give me one sec. I'm gonna put on the Jeopardy theme while I just uh, have a little coffee here. Give me a minute. <laughs> and we're back. Wow, that was very necessary. <laughs> um. I'm gonna have to work and make sure, like I said, to make sure that I don't like go drinking and that I get full night's rests before these podcasts, which now that I only have one job and uh, Hanukkah and shit like that, we can uh, hopefully do that. Um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so most school programs will offer like a summer program, which will be like two months, three months for just the summer. Summers in Japan are fucking brutal. <laughs> Unless you're going to like Northern Japan, like Hokkaido, that whole section or Sapporo. I would um, avoid Japanese summers at all costs. I and I'm, I'm. It sounds like I'm joking. I'm not. Um, the humidity in Japan during the summer is so unreal. It's so unbelievably hot. Um, for me, as a guy who lives in Oregon, uh, there's like some humidity when it rains because it rains a lot, but not like it. It's not like East Coast. Uh, for those who live on the East Coast, of America. I went to Washington D.C. once, and I remember that was my first time. Uh, experiencing humidity like real humidity where like you're sticky and you're sweaty even though it's not hot out but that makes you hot and it's it's just the weirdest it's gross so I went last when I first went to Japan I went in August and in Tokyo in August holy shit um it's it, I'm not, it sounds like I'm joking I'm not I hate I hate the weather in the summer in Japan it, I think if the Japanese summers were a little bit maybe like i mean i'll probably just plan it out like if i ever live there or something which i hope i can uh, in the future if i ever live there i'll probably make an effort to like make a trip back to the states and then go back to northern japan for a few weeks just to get away from the heat for a while because it's it's unreal um and then later in the fall it becomes perfect it's like cold and well like good cold like fall it's great um so the, but summer <laughs> summer programs exist, but I would Eric Eric abroad will not be in Japan in the summer. So um, at least if I can help it, uh, I started from the fall. I did a fall and a winter semester. Uh, so these aren't these weren't uh, quarters at my school at PSU. We do quarters, so I have like a fall term, a winter term, a spring term, and a summer term. That's four. Um, this school had summer program, which was like short, only like two months, and then fall and winter. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is that I didn't, I didn't really think this through. This is one thing to think about when you go to Japan. And if you decide to go in, like, say you decide just to go in the winter, um, this is important to keep in mind because, um, Japanese schools aren't lined up with, a, at least with American schools in how, like, so in America, we, we have school from the fall until you know through winter and then spring and then we have summers off so we have the summer off to just like go crazy for three months in japan um and correct me if i'm wrong because i you know at least when i was there this is how it was it was basically instead of summer being the long break they have like a fair a pretty long winter break and a pretty long was it spring break no Mm, no i think it was just the winter break that was long now that i think about it basically this is what happened um, I went fall term and the Japanese students were there. So even though it was the, the beginning of the year for me, it was the Japanese students, uh, like second semester in the year. So they were kind of ending their first, second or third year, um, as I was starting it. 
and I didn't realize until after I got there. I actually didn't realize this. I remember I was drinking with uh, a few Japanese friends, and they were telling me about this, and I, I wasn't sure if I was hearing their Japanese wrong. I was like, no way. And they're like, yeah, it's true. I'm like, no way. What they were telling me was is that uh, after uh, the fall term, so like in December, I guess in like late January, early January, late December, um, all the Japanese students have basically two or three months off and they don't start again until April. So they go to school throughout the summer, which to me sounds terrible. I just explained to you how terrible Japanese summers are. They go to school, especially in high school. They wear like the, the guys wear like full suits. Uh, the girls have skirts and stuff, but I imagine it's still really hot just wearing all that, all that clothing and ties and things like that and bow ties and shit. Crazy. Um, so they start school in April, uh, which sounds weird because we start in the fall. They start in April. So the reason it sucked was I uh, fall term was tremendous. Um, looking back, fall term was just more jam-packed with fun. The second semester was fun too. And my Japanese improved, so I was able to kind of go off on my own and travel and shit. Uh, but the first semester was just like a blast the whole time. There was Japanese kids everywhere. Um, I had uh, foreign friends too. We'd mingle together, make big groups, go out, go have fun, go explore. Uh, it was it was just such a blast. There was always stuff to do. Um, yeah, um, I didn't. I'm just throwing this out there. I didn't do like any of the. Uh, if you go and study abroad, schools will always have like events for the foreigners to kind of help like have them something to do in case they like don't have any plans or anything. I don't think I went to a single one uh, because I just, again, I went, I, I put myself out there and I made so many other friends from Japan that were like, Hey, we're going here this weekend and you're coming with us. Right. And I'm like, hell yeah. And that was, and then it's like, oh, are you going to that school event? It's like, fuck no, I'm going, you know, I'm going to the X place. I'm going to go to an onsen with my three buddies and then we're going to go get ramen. That sounds so much cooler to me. So for me, that was, oh, it's so worth it. Go make, go make some Japanese friends. You'll be so glad you did. Um, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. So fall, fall term was just fucking beautifully packed. It was incredible. And then I found out that from basically January up until April, they're not there. So uh, the fall term started back up, I think, in February for me. Yeah, the very end of January. So from February until early April, there was literally not a single Japanese student at the school. There was a few there that were studying in the foreign building that I was telling you about, where all the foreigners study. There's a few that were like in like a very intensive English program. So they're studying with us because uh, we have um, – there was Japanese language courses and uh, – so like those would be in Japanese, but then we'd have like Japanese culture courses. Like uh, I took one called like Monsters in Japan, where we studied like uh, if you've seen like yokai watch, um, basically the yokai of Japan. Yokai means like ghosts or spirits, uh, basically um, like ancient ones. So yokai watch, it's like a cartoon show. For those who don't know, it's a new show in Japan. Uh, kind of, I don't want to say Pokemon. I was gonna say like it. I I see it and I'm like, oh, that look, kind of looks like Pokemon. Um, but instead, they're your yokai which are basically like ghosts. Um, so I'd imagine that a lot of them are based on famous yokai. I've never seen the show. I just know it exists because it's really popular in Japan. Um, anyways, that was one class we studied. And in that class, the teacher was American. Uh, he speaks Japanese, but he would teach us in English. So there were some Japanese students in the course, in that course, uh, learning in English, um, which was probably really hard because man, like, like fluent English, especially from a teacher is fucking difficult. Like even, you know, for Americans, I'll hear a word and I've never heard the word, but I can kind of from context figure it out. So for a Japanese person to do that, it's impressive. Anyways, there was no Japanese students at the school for basically like two or three months. 
Um, I think that was that was probably the lowest point in my study abroad for me because, like I said, I really loved to hang out with my Japanese friends. I loved to get kind of chauffeured around Japan and get uh, that experience. So when they weren't there and it was just me uh, with the foreign students, um, for me personally, it really sucked. That was the low point of studying abroad for sure. Um, yeah, I hated that point. I basically spent, you know, the weather was shitty. There was no one to hang out with. Um, uh, but you know, you make the best of it. I basically used that time to, uh, I think I was working on the channel a lot more cause I'd, I'd come home from school. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and edit. Um, so I just hated that cause I, I wanted to go explore Japan and I did, but the weather was so cold and shitty that it was kind of like, you know, some days you're just like, I'm not going out there. It looks like it's so cold. Um, but then in April, all the students came back and I had like two more months until I was done with the semester. And those last two months, man, we went crazy. <laughs> we went hard. I, I was like, you guys are finally back. Let's go. And I, I made an effort to hang out with them like every day. It was so fun. Um, so just my whole point is to keep that in mind. If you're deciding which semester to do, summers are terrible, uh, terribly hot. At least you'll still have fun, but they're fucking hot. Um, maybe if you're used to humidity, you'll be fine. For me, I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> fall was incredible jam-packed and then if you go in the winter um if the students are on uh japanese uh, school schedules you'll likely come into a similar situation where you might not see japanese students for a long time and for me i i didn't like that so just keep that in mind um i would recommend doing if you're only gonna do one semester do the fall term for sure if you can do it um that was again i've said it 10 times now but it was fucking fun <laughs> And uh, in a future podcast, uh, we have a few things now, now that we've talked about it. We're going to be discussing uh, homestay in more detail. We're going to be discussing, I guess, the school. Um, so we're going to get some other kids that went to the school. Um, and actually, um, I have a good friend. Ooh, this could be good. I have some American friends that studied there. Um, and another friend who is who is Japanese, He's in he's studying abroad in Canada right now. But he's going to visit me in like a month. Yeah, let's get an interview with him. You guys want to see that? That'd be cool, right? Because um, he also didn't doesn't like the school very much uh, as a Japanese student, but he likes uh, being able to meet foreigners because he wants to learn English, and his English is really good. So I'm excited. Uh, you'll get to meet my friend Masa. I don't think you've seen him. Oh, you have. Um, if you guys have seen my interviewing Kansai Gaiden students, there's a, a guy named Masa. He's wearing a purple shirt. That's my friend. Basically, after we made, we made that video, we became really, really good friends. Um, we went on a few trips together, uh, and I made those videos. Like We went to like... That sounded almost... I was going to say no homo, but... We, we went on some trips together. It was really fun. Uh, we went to like a Japanese uh, hot spring in the winter, which was... Oh, it was... But it was like... Uh, it was a vacation place that's it's like in the mountains in the middle of nowhere and it's really famous for hot springs so we went to like different hot springs and checked out shrines and we were you know drinking the whole time of course and oh it was so much fun so he's a really good friend of mine so I'm really excited to get him and we'll get an interview with him uh, some of my other friends at Sadiq Kansai Gadai will have some uh, story time with Eric we're going to talk about Eric's uh, kind of embarrassing but also really fun uh, moments uh, going out drinking and stuff and uh, I I hope it doesn't sound like douchey to talk about that, but I think there there are I actually do in my head I have some really good stories, particularly one uh, where I fell asleep on the train, and the trains end around midnight, so I rode the train basically all the way to the last stop, and I ended up in ancient Kyoto with a dead phone, no way to get home, I was still drunk, and um, I bumped into a salaryman on the street, who we got a ride with. We're going to talk about this in another time, but just, that's basically it. We basically like, we found a ride to a place and they took us to the wrong place. 
it's a it's a story. So um, <clears throat> I'm excited to get into that. Thank you guys for listening. I think we've pushed about an hour, uh, maybe a couple minutes here. We can talk about whatever. But I've kind of uh, exhausted my uh, I guess my spiel for today. Uh, my voice is kind of killing me. I'm a little tired, and I'm excited to sleep in all day tomorrow. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, I hope this doesn't sound rushed. Um, I'm having a lot of fun doing this. I'm just kind of like, it's the end of my day. Um, so hopefully, like, in the next week, I'll be a little bit more rested. Um, I should be a lot more rested. And um, let's see. What should we talk about next week? I haven't decided yet. But, again, I, I have all these ideas. Um, I don't know. I'll let you guys know. I'll post it on Instagram or something if you guys follow me on Instagram. Uh yeah, we have a lot of different things that we can talk about, but I haven't really decided yet. So today's word of the uh, today's word of the day again, remember was Hana King. So uh thank God it's Friday. For Erica Brada, it's Friday night. Uh even though it's it's a Sunday night right now. <laughs> Monday Monday for you guys. Uh it is Friday night. I can't wait. It's gonna be great to just sleep in and uh I'm I'm only gonna be doing doing homework all day, but I'm so excited to like spend a whole day actually studying and really catching back up with school uh, especially with japanese because it's a lot of fun so anyways guys um i'm gonna call it uh that was uh again my experience getting at least getting set up with studying abroad and you know we covered like homestays and um money issues and you know uh how i like to uh kind of avoid being with other foreigners as much as I could and try to hang out and try to immerse myself more into uh, the Jap- with the Japanese students and into Japanese culture. And in my experience, it was so worth it and I'm so happy I did it. So I encourage you guys to do that. Uh, build, try to build up a little confidence. Just don't just don't stress it out. Most Japanese want to talk to you. Um, have fun with it. And I, I guarantee you'll make some friends. You'll have a great time. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, <clears throat> let's try that again. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, uh, if it was beneficial, uh, please let me know in the comments below. Um, I'm kind of just ranting here, but I hope that's uh, I hope this at least helps you guys uh, decide if you maybe help you decide if you want to do it or not. Um, and you should study abroad. Every experience is different. This was my experience alone. So um, some of these things might not uh, always be the same. You might study in Tokyo. You might study in Hokkaido. Uh, let me know in the comments uh, if you have experience with that or if you have any similar experiences with what uh, I went through, good and the bad. Uh, let me know. I'm interested to hear about it. Um, if you like the podcast, uh, please follow me on uh, SoundCloud as well. I've got a link in there. Um, and Instagram, of course. If you, My Instagram is more kind of my everyday life. Um, and also, if you want to personally message me, you can message me on Instagram. I usually get back to those pretty quick because it's uh, – it's on my phone. It's on the go, and I can answer them pretty quick. Um, but comments, I read all the comments as well, so feel free to do that. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't yet. Follow me on SoundCloud. Like, comment, subscribe, share, all that jazz. And I think I'm going to call it because it's late. I'm going to upload these videos and then go get some much-needed sleep. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love all you guys. Um, the subscribers have gone up a lot lately, lately, and I'm super excited about that. So I'll see you guys next week uh, on Monday morning with another podcast with a subject that is yet to be determined, but I hope you look forward to uh, whatever we decide to go with here. So thank you guys for listening. I hope it was helpful, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a great night, guys. Peace.